0: Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the DD Fuego Show, hosted by the prettiest podcaster of all time, Darius D. I'm so glad to be here once again. And if you're new here and you're wondering, what does Fuego mean? What does Fuego mean? This is what it means. This is what it is. It means fire. That's all it is. That's all it means. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for stopping by once again. If you want to guys do a favor for me, if you guys want to do a favor for your boy, DD, here's what you can do. You can subscribe to this podcast, whether it be on Apple, iTunes, iTunes, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on Google Podcasts, or Google Play Music, doesn't matter. Just make sure you subscribe and listen. Make sure you share on whatever social media platforms that you use. I deeply appreciate it, and I appreciate all the support that you have given me. Today's another special episode because we have a new guest. Yeah, I'm not playing around. I told you I'm going to get some collabs going on. So I have a guest coming in. Her name is Abby, and today we're going to be talking about History and why history is important, and we're going to talk about traveling and why people should travel so trust me, it's gonna be very informative as most of the episodes are. hope you guys learn something new. make sure you support Abby on whatever she's doing. Her Instagram tag will be in the title, so make sure you follow her on her social medias. I appreciate that, and I'm sure she will too. Enjoy this episode. But before we get into the main premise, before we get into the show itself, the main show, we're going to go and do what we customarily do here on the DD Freeway show. And that is the word of the day because we all know that we should educate ourselves and grow as individuals. So being that it is July 14th, 2018, the word of the day is a verb and the word is obviate and the definition according to the Merriam Webster is to anticipate and prevent something such as a situation or make an action unnecessary. Okay? So that is the word of the day. Hopefully you guys add that to your mental lexicon. Hopefully you talk you add it into your regular conversations. Share it, make sure. You are a positive influence in the society because we need more positivity and less negativity. This is the DD Fuego Show. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, we are live here. And... I'm here with a special guest, as I mentioned before. Her name is Abby, that's my nickname for her. And she's gonna just do a brief introduction of herself and what she's all about. So Abby, take it away.
1: Hello, Uh, my name is Abby. I'm from Peterborough, Ontario, Uh, born in Toronto. And um, I just graduated high school, currently working full time saving up for university um i have a wonderful big family and um i'm very blessed and yeah
0: all right y'all so she's saving up for university everybody knows that <laughs> university i see very pricey mm-hmm. so for today we're going to be talking about history and why history is important and um also uh we're going to talk about traveling because like Abby travels a lot and make sure you guys follow her on Instagram. Like, come on guys, you got to support my guests, yo. So Abby, in regards to history, would you say that history is very important or not, or not as important as other um, studies?
1: Um, To me, history is really important. I feel like some people don't see it as important just because they say it's in the past and to focus on the future, which I think in some ways, yeah. But history has always been something I was really super interested in all throughout middle school and then all throughout high school as well. Um, But I I think it's super important. I think that understanding the past and everything that's happened throughout history will help us understand our future. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. It promotes knowledge of, yeah. you know, of cultures. Um, and I think that if you don't at least know a little bit about history, it's hard to learn about the present things going on right now, especially yeah. politics and everything like that. So yeah. yeah, I think it's important for sure.
0: That's a very well thought answer. And it's true. Like King Solomon said it best. There's really nothing new underneath the sun and it's important to look back throughout history to see the errors in which we did. Because back then in the Constitution, I believe, the, it was le- slavery was legal. And yep. obviously, yep. we look at it now and we say it's a terrible thing. So it's very important to look back at those things and learn from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay, yeah. so what is, what, name like five people, historical figures that influence your life today
1: um my favorite of all time is martin luther king i think that was something that changed the course of history for sure for sure it sounds a little bit basic but yeah um i think that that was super important for minority races for people for communities who are being margin marginalized um in a vast way all across the world, especially in America. Um I think that was a turning point for that. Um and I actually just recently read a book on Martin Luther King and I found so mm-hmm. many things I didn't know about him. Um so yeah I think that he's super like very very important when it comes to a cultural shift. Um Winston Churchill was, is someone I studied as well. <laughs> um, I think it was my grade 10 high school um, class. Yeah. Um, I studied him a lot throughout the World Wars. And um, some of his speeches have so many things that are, like, just good yes. principles, you know? Like, not even... Mm-hmm. He was like he was—he was a genius, obviously. But he had good principles. He had good morals yeah. um, that were carried on after that. Um, who else? Nelson Mandela is another one. Yeah. Um, a revolutionary, a political leader. Yeah. And he, that was was—I'm pretty sure the president of South Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I read a book on him recently, like his autobiography. Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty solid i actually highly recommend it
1: what was it called do you remember
0: oh man off the top of the head off the top of the dome i don't remember but like look it up you would have to look it up i think it's the author's richard steingold if i'm saying his name correctly Mm -hmm. and it's actually very like you just look at the life of mandela you can learn different things about him that you never knew obviously and you also can apply some of his um logic and how he operated as a human being. For sure. And like he's went and he went through so much in his life, even though he was yeah he was prosecuted all all those different things, and he was willing to lay his life down for the benefit of other people. And he was still such a humble individual. So I highly respect um, Nelson Mandela. Even his,
1: even um, the political stance. Yeah. you know like he was or like so so focused on um tackling like institutionalized racism that was so deep within the government that yeah we rooted out and just kind of focusing on racial reconciliation in general Mm -hmm. for sure yeah
0: okay so who's your last two picks
1: my last two picks um there's one that i'm thinking of right now and he was a su- sergeant major in world war ii his first name is arthur and i forget his last name but i i remember my teacher talking about him a lot about yeah. how really changed um warfare and mm-hmm. how things would play out i'm pretty sure he was the one that um the head of when um the canadians fought at, at vimy ridge i'm pretty sure he was the head Uh, sergeant there but he was so um he he had a a very strong sense of he was very patriotic so it was a a really big thing that um obviously is important for uh, someone in history to have because it kind of is what drove him and although Canada was kind of a smaller army yeah the British behind them but they were they were still smaller and he really drove them to to kick um to kick the Germans out. So, yeah, he was a... I forget his last name It's bothering me, but his first name was Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was... I remember um, super important when it came to the Canadian army. Uh, and, yeah. Who else can I think of? Um, FDR, I guess. Jeez.
0: I, FDR.
1: I don't know. He's a bit... I mean, there's things about every political leader that are
0: a little bit iffy. A
1: bit, a bit sketchy, yeah, you know? like even yeah, um, but he did. You know, I think that every political leader they're human. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you can't. I mean, if I was a political leader, I'd, I'd be making mistakes left yeah, right. Yeah, center,
0: like, so. we all make mistakes. It's just like it's easier to point them out if you stand in public because you're more vulnerable. Exactly. So,
1: uh, yeah, and you know. Society picks at you, and it's a lot of pressure. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, so, like,
0: it, it, it's hard because like you want to critique them in a way where it's like you're not trying to like base them, and sometimes like our mm-hmm. values and morals, and we we try to hold these people to a standard that they cannot be held at. Because for me personally, I don't even like when people try to put me on a pedestal or call me a role model. Because I, I don't want to mm-hmm. be that because what I've seen in my own life is when you put somebody on that pedestal and you start becoming calling them a role model and this and that, I notice that the pressure gets to them and they usually crack and fall. Then you wonder, like, oh, what the heck happened to so-and-so? And then it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming to that person. And I've seen so many dudes and gals who had so much potential, but because people put too much pressure on them and put too much high of their own standards on them, they end up falling through the cracks. So,
1: yeah. And I see that too. And I feel like when certain, certain people are put on a pedestal or they're put in a really, um, they're really put under pressure. They either crack under pressure yeah. or it's like a power where they, the power goes to their head. Yeah. And, they, and I feel like it can go both ways. Yeah. And, uh, both kind of negative but like there's there's good things about being a
0: role model i guess yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing it's not because like both you and me are christian right so technically we model not technically but realistically we model our lives after christ so i me personally i don't try to model my life after like celebrities and stuff like that try to model my life after christ because he actually fulfilled Everything that he said he was going to do. And he is literally God in flesh. And if you guys don't believe in God and you're listening, yeah, it's fine. But we do on this channel, on this podcast. So (laughs) I get why a lot of people have an issue with trying to be a role model. I heard Tupac Shakur say once, um, like, I don't want to be a role model. I want to be a real model. Basically, what he's saying in that statement is, like, I'd rather be myself. And if you look at what I'm doing and you like it, you can follow me. But don't try to hold me to a standard that's not my own standard.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
0: That's real stuff right there. Yeah, that's real. That's, real. <laughs> that's real stuff right there. Okay, you So, we're talking about history. Now, what is one historical event that happened? It doesn't matter when. But just talk about it, one or two, if you want to. Uh, talk about a, a historical event that you thought changed the course of history forever.
1: Um, you know what? We might as well talk about the embellishment of slavery. Yeah. Because that is something that I know about. And it's something that really did change. It changed the world, obviously. Yeah. But it changed... It changed um, the whole course of the future for a whole race of people. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and there are a lot of things about the abolishment of, or the ab- abolition of slavery yeah, exactly. that, that were sketchy as well. You Trust. Know? Um, when it was first, you know, when it was first abolished, but it wasn't actually. Yeah. Um, there were still people from minority races that were still struggling, that were still um put under slavery and weren't fully free yet. Um and there's a whole timeline of events when it comes to slavery. But I think that um and obviously we still see the effects today, which is crazy yeah. because it's been so still affecting people today. Um but it really was something that um changed the changed America for sure. It changed the, the Western world for sure as we view um I just recently watched a movie called what was it called? The Free State of Jones.
0: Yeah, what's that about? What's that
1: about? Um, it's about uh the Civil War. Um, and it's about a guy who was fighting for the Confederates. Mm-hmm. He escapes the he escapes and he um makes his own little um group but it's like a mix of black people and white people which was obviously totally unheard. yeah so he has um half and half half black people half white people and they um create a they create a group together and they and um they protest in the st- in the streets they go um and he was keeping in mind he was a confederate with exactly right? so, like, the confederate do that is like completely completely shunned everyone was shunning him Um, and he actually ends up sacrificing his life for a couple that was in his group that were in danger and it just really and just the little things about the movie really show what slavery did to people it's very it's so devastating but it's at the same time very interesting because you see how unbelievable unbelievably extreme it was um just the hanging of people and just just hierarchy that was there at the time Mm -hmm. that was so unhealthy and so toxic yeah um yeah it really shows in that movie so that movie really brought it to life to me for me actually because i've read lots of books on slavery and i've read tons of stuff articles but that really actually brought it to life for me anyways.
0: Yeah, it, and what you're saying is very true cuz like I really admire about you is that you actually read a book cuz in today's day, I <laughs> don't like to read as much, but I think like what you're doing is very important because you're educating your mind and letting it grow. I uh, the I think it's the end of ACP that says the mind is a terrible thing to waste, and I'm I believe that and, like, yeah, books, yeah. like, if you are talking about, like, like, text and different things, it's not – I'm not saying it's going away forever, but people are reading less and watching TV and Netflix more. And I'm not opposed to that. Like, sometimes you can watch Netflix and watch documentaries and stuff like that, and you can learn something. I believe you can learn from TV as well. I'm not opposed of watching TV and stuff like that because, mm-hmm. like, if you want to be – an actor or you want to be a news anchor you can learn from the people on tv and practice and try to do it yourself so i'm for that but i believe that you should always try to at least read one book a year if you can if you can but like most students like us we read like like six to ten books like a semester so i really believe that you should read a lot more and i'm i'm picking up on that now and, like, hopefully I, I keep that habit going for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people our age see reading as kind of a chore just because school probably ruined it Yeah, them. And I know, like, if you're forced to read something you're not interested yeah. in, it's going to be and you're going to hate it. I remember reading science, things about science and I just absolutely was, like, falling asleep. <laughs> but if, if it's about picking something interested in you know i read about history because that's what i'm interested in but also it's okay to read things that you're not interested in because that challenges you yeah i think i just think that people look as read look at reading as a chore nowadays yeah and i think i think it's super important and i think it's one of my favorite ways to learn so
0: it's one of the best ways to learn apparently um ceos and entrepreneurs aspiring entrepreneurs read around like 30 or 40 books a year which is pretty good. And plus, they're running companies and such. So I think, personally, yeah, you have to have, learn to have a passion to read. Even if, it, even if you're just a religious person and you have a religious text, make sure you read that as well. Just Make sure you have a sense where you have the urgency to start wanting to get more information each day because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Or if you're not getting worse, you're, get, you're being stagnant. So. I'm really for that. For me, the event, like a historical event that took a place, like, for me personally, that I, look, that I looked at throughout, whether it be at school or whether it be on my free time. I really like following the life of Genghis Khan. And most people who know him or know about him, they, he was very much of like a wild person. Very much of, like, a a warrior, you would say. And the reason why I was interested in his lifestyle and, like, the events that happened throughout his life, it was because um I just, like, seeing how he kind of changed the course of history in the regard of, like, making different, like, taking over different cities. Because apparently, I'm not sure if I had this that correct, apparently, like, in the Asian area of the world, like, in Asia, at least one out of 20 people have or are descendant of him. So his – for me, I'm looking at his legacy and what he left. When he died, I think he was worth over, like, $10 trillion because of all the things that he did with the Mongols and and the war against China and stuff like that. So – and even with his war against China – one of the seven wonders of the world, with the, which is the Great Wall of China, is because of that, because the Chinese were trying to defend themselves against him and the Mongols. So without, with, within his lifetime, he caused such a wave and he caused such a... And I know that what he did with um, raiding different villages wasn't right, but I'm just looking at, at a broad spectrum of like how he left the, this earth, how he left this planet And how he impacted so much in such a a short time, which shows me that a lot of us can impact, but I want to impact, and I'm sure Abby wants to impact the world in a positive way instead of a negative one.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, we were talking about it before. Everyone has. There's always the dark parts about people, about people in history, too. That's just one of his dark parts, obviously. But, yeah, just... um, he left a whole population behind him. You know, exactly. like that's that's crazy. And that's
0: a legacy for sure. That's, that's the, all I'm looking at. It. It's just like how much stuff he left behind and how he went about it. wasn't the right way, but he left his legacy behind and now it, it outlives him because without, I think if you are a slightly educated person, you've heard the name Genghis Khan before. So it just shows me and shows you hopefully how, much of the impact he left on this planet. So, Abby, being the historian that you are, okay, <laughs> which like war or battle did you like reading about the most throughout history?
1: Um, I'm going to say Vietnam War. Vietnam, Just eh? because I have read, uh, I don't know if I read the most on the Vietnam War. But the books that I've read on the Vietnam War have been the most interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I read a book. Why do I forget the name again? But I'm going to look it up. Um, And it was about, it was a personal perspective on the war. Um, And it was told in short stories. And it was an amazing book. Um, It really brought it to life for me. It was, a, it was a very poetic book, and it wasn't what I usually read, because usually I read a more, in, like, informative book. But yeah. Yeah, it was a really, it told a lot about the war that I would never even think, of. oh, it was called The Things They Carried is what it was called yeah. by Tim O'Brien. And, um, yeah, I've read a few other books on the Vietnam War as well, but I think that the reason it's so interesting to me is just because it's still pretty, it's, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and, it wasn't that long. Um, it affected America so much.
0: Not so true.
1: And, yeah, the population like of America it just it it really changed their thoughts on war. Mm-hmm. Like how it changed, you know, in World War One, the Americans were excited about war. You know, yeah, but they weren't as excited, <laughs> and I think that um, the Vietnam War was kind of just like a an aftershock. It was it brought it back to life it was like wow this is what war is when we're involved and it affected so many men and it affected so many families women and children and um i think the reason another reason i really like liked learning about the vietnam war is because it's such a personal thing a lot of the literature focused around um the vietnam war is very personal and just very um i don't even know how to explain it just it's just very humanitarian yeah. like it's not when i when i think of world war 1 okay of course it's devastating and when i think of world war 2 even more devastating yeah but it's such a grand scheme and it's so long ago that it's hard for me to wrap my head around it whereas yeah. this war it's very recent it's closer to home you know
0: yeah and so i think
1: that's go ahead
0: okay okay thanks well i was just going to say like quickly um It's kinda like what you said, it it was very recent. Like I would say our parents were born when it happened or maybe born a little bit before. And also being being that said, it's kinda like it impacted so many different cultures within America. You had like the black community who didn't believe that they should fight for a country that didn't even give them the right to vote at that period of time. And they also had like the draft, I think. And then like Muhammad Ali didn't want to be drafted because he felt slighted by the American people and not giving his black fellow man the right to vote or the right to be integrated into different schools and such like that. So that's another thing. And then you had the whole hippie movement with Bob Dylan and everything and how that changed the course of America as we know it today. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, just touching on the race thing, I feel like it definitely zeroed zeroed in on that a little bit the kind of the whole movement of, okay, if my country isn't fighting for me, then why would I ever fight for my country? And that really affected the country, like I said, um, and definitely brought that racism to the surface again, just how it is even today, right? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure the war started at 1950, I want to say 55, mm-hmm. 54. So racism is still flourishing in the country right it's still you know it's it's still very it's still very present so i think that that really also like you said played into the war as well
0: that's so very true so much that happened at that period of time that actually gave so much people the right I'll also like dealing with the asian community in uh US in the US at that time, they were also really prosecuted a lot because um or persecuted a lot because they were seen as the enemy infringing on the territory. So a lot of people said that they weren't really wanted in America at the time and also in Canada. And like even in Canadian history, we do have our skeletons here in Canada that we did that are not right especially with the native communities. I feel terrible. Like I know like I'm a black guy and like our my race has been slighted a little bit throughout history, but I know the natives they have the short end of the six to this very day. And yeah, Canada has their own their own we have our own issues as well, but going back to Vietnam, Vietnam war, I think we all had like at that time, they all had a, an organic solidarity, and they all started to come together and start to understand each other, and being willing to reason with one another. So I appreciate what happened, the good things that came after the war was laid to rest. So Abby, yeah, I no, no, you're gonna go some. You're gonna say something.
1: No, no, I didn't remember what I was gonna say. No. Are you sure? I'm positive.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, so we're going to talk about Canada and Canadian history because we are both Canadians, so, yeah, go Canada. So we're going to be talking okay. about Canada and its history. So, Avi, what do you think throughout Canadian history, what should ca- Canadians as a whole hold, like, the biggest stature of Canada in regards to history. So when I'm saying this, like name a few things that you know about Canadian history that can't Canadians to this very day should be um, excited and ecstatic about.
1: Um, I think one thing is, I feel like people put a negative connotation on this, but just the connection to the British, I think A lot of countries, and I don't blame them, but a lot of countries were trying to get away from British colonization around the time that the country was born. Yeah. And uh, we've kind of held on to that a little bit. Um, Another thing is Canada never really fought. I mean, we all know that America fought for their independence, Mm -hmm. but they didn't really fight for their independence. Um, We kind of just asked for it and received it. So... (laughs) I think that, you know, it kind of shows, like, Canada has, for the most part, been a very peaceful country, yeah. and um, we didn't fight for independence, we just asked for it, which yeah. can show, you know, if you are willing to sacrifice a few things here and there for your country, you might not have to go to war for it, so exactly. I think that's a, a big thing, um, but at the same time, I understand that Americans are very proud that they fought for their independence, so I don't want to take that away from it, Yeah, but I it's kind of a cool thing that Canada didn't do that. Um, also, the Great Depression was a huge thing in Canada. I know it's really focused on in the in the states, but yeah, it was a really big thing here too as well. I don't even know if Canada was officially a country, but there was people here. Yeah, for and sure. The fact that we didn't have a super super stable government yet, and people pushed through that rough those rough years really goes to show just the the determination of of the native people here and the first people here so yeah i think those are two things that are something to be proud of and i also think that canada should be more proud of how many cultures live here Mm -hmm. um you know there's people from everywhere that live here and it's a really beautiful thing um i think it is anyways and i know there's There's issues, people. You know, there's there's racism. I know people don't think there is, but there's definitely racism in Canada. No doubt,
0: no doubt, (laughs) (laughs) no doubt.
1: For real, and um, but and I would rather this is going to sound bad, but of course we struggle with racism here. But I would rather that than it to be one culture here and nobody else.
0: Okay.
1: You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to balance the two. But yeah, I think that the fact that there's just people from all around the world that live here that have immigrated here is just a really great thing. So I think yeah. that's Canada should be for sure proud of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, because like Canada is really, um, is considered a multicultural nation. And being multicultural is basically saying that you are your culture first. So for me, for my case, it would be, I'm an Afro-Caribbean, then I'm a Canadian. America is American than your heritage and background. so they're more of a melting pot. we're more of a multiculturalist nation and is it it has its pros because then you're allowing people to still be their true selves but also still come together as a nation. I think we have over thirty five million people in our country has been independent I think since like eighteen sixty seven celebrating 150 years last year i didn't even get to really celebrate i was working last year for canada day so yeah mm, yeah whatever but like this year was a little bit better because i got to go to niagara falls so that was still lit all right continuing with canada every nation has its good parts and every nation has its failures so Abby, okay Name one of Canada's successes, and name one of Can- Canada's historical failures.
1: Um, I'll start with the failure, I guess. Which is okay. Bad, but I'm gonna start with it. Um, yeah, I think bringing up the whole indigenous thing is super important. And um, yeah, this country was colonized by the British. And there was people here already, so that in itself is an issue. Um and I just think that the whole thing about um marginalized communities being indigenous people, um uh-huh. is so important to bring awareness to because I think that sometimes it's pushed under the rug and lately it's been really brought up, which is a a good thing. Uh-huh. But um it's still I mean, it was colonized uh-huh. hundreds of years ago and it's still affecting people today and that's when wild yeah. But, um, you know, there's still, there's still communities on reserves that can't even drink water from their tap. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, to me, that's not okay. That's a humanitarian problem. And I think that uh, some people look past it as a small thing, but I know that if I was living on a reserve and I had to boil every, every ounce of water that I drank or that I used to cook, that would be a Mm -hmm. problem for me. So I think that, um. It's it's the little things, but it's also the large scale. And when you look back, it comes down to racism, as I said before.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: What colonization did. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely one of, um, one of the failures that Canada has been through. Mm-hmm. Um, an achievement, there's lots of achievements. I think that it's good to focus on the positive. Um, one thing is, I guess this isn't a really an achievement, but we do have we don't have as many people here as a lot of countries, and I think that the whole environmental thing yeah and uh, how how well kept this country is in a large scale is yeah. something to be proud. of. I know that it has a lot to do with our economy and that Canada has the funds to keep up with it, but you know in a lot of um, developing countries, their environment is so under under pressure because they don't have the funds to keep up with it and they don't have you know yeah. their government isn't stable and that just affects everything but i think that this huge vast country that we have and how well kept it is how beautiful it is how much fresh water there is here um and how many like if you when you travel canada it's it's seriously incredible because it's just there's so much variety everywhere and it's it's yeah. a really nice kind i think that's something to be proud of um yeah
0: yeah like you said it's a rich nation like I, I, the thing that sucks sometimes is like when immigrants come over here they kind of just been like put just in the gta and there's so much different lifestyles if you go out east and Nova scotia and you're around the atlantic ocean and stuff like that where you go as far as west as gc near the Pacific and all that sort of stuff and you go to Quebec and learn the French history, which is a very, very rich history in like Montreal and <laughs> Quebec City. I recommend to go to Quebec City more on the history. If you like the lifestyle of like Toronto, you just check out Montreal. You got the best of both worlds. But like Abby was saying, like Canada, it has so much um good nature and wildlife as well. If you go out to the Rockies if you're into rock climbing stuff like that, or if you want to go to um maybe not Saskatchewan because like there's just wheat over there, <laughs> um, but like Alberta, Alberta is pretty nice. I've been told. Yeah, so being that we're just talking about like different areas and different traveling, we're gonna segue into the traveling segment of this show before it ends. So my guest here, she's very well versed in traveling. She gives me advice on like where I should go. What, I should see. What should I do? So, Abby, mm-hmm. let the people know where you have been so that they can <laughs> get an idea themselves.
1: Okay. Well, um, there's still lots of places I want to go, but I have been everywhere in Canada. I've been to every province and I've been to every territory. Um, and honestly, so beautiful. And the mm-hmm. West Coast probably my favorite Um. And I haven't I haven't spent much time in the East Coast. I'm heading there in about a week, so I'm excited to see what's over there. Cause I I the last time I went there I was like five or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've been all through Canada. Um, I've been to 50 of the states, which are also extremely beautiful. Lots of things to see there. Um, and a lot of them I just didn't stay there. It was more of like a day thing. Like would pass through on a road trip. But I've been I've been yeah. to all of them um I've been to Europe a few times I went and visited my family in Holland when I was six and then again when I was 12 um so I need to go back there because it's been a while but yeah so I've been I've been to France I've been to Italy um Spain which is one of my favorites I've been to England I've been to Ireland um never been to Scotland um so, yeah, I've been in, I think I'm getting everywhere in Europe that I've been. Um, one of those times I was on a cruise and we stopped in Barcelona, Spain, and it was by far one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, I've been to Peru with my family and my church. And um, that was a very humbling experience. yeah. But yeah, I still have a few more continents to go, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, so if you can tell, I wasn't lying. She'd been like pretty much everywhere. I probably should have asked, like, where haven't you been?
1: List well, would have the list would have been a lot
0: shorter. So like you have, <laughs> so you haven't been to Australia yet, or um, what's it called Africa?
1: Never been to Africa and never been to Australia. So to really, nope.
0: Okay, bro. I don't. Me personally, I only been like. North America, because I I like Canada and I like America a lot. And I've only been to like some of the Caribbean islands. I'm trying to go to like Korea and Japan. I have to go there before I leave this planet. And I have to go to Europe. And most importantly, I have to go to Africa. That would be a slap in the face to me if I didn't go back and just check Africa out and check different countries, the countries in Africa that I have to hit up. I have to hit up Egypt mainly because of the biblical thing that happened within because Egypt is referenced a lot in the Bible. So I just want to check Egypt out. And also I was a big like avid um, fan of like the ancient Egyptians when I was a kid, I always wanted to study them and the ancient Greeks. So I have to go to Greece as well. A lot of the cities and um, countries that I would like to be visit is like the Bible, like countries that are in the bible that exist today so like obviously egypt greece because greece had a lot of impact in the new testament i gotta go to israel for sure that's like come on that's like where jesus walked himself so i gotta go to these places have to visit and like traveling for me personally i believe that traveling is very important because if you notice how when people are um who travel, you notice that they have a different perception of life. They're not it as people who just stay and dwell in the same area all their life. They they understand different cultures, they're well-versed. I would say they're more cultural relativists than those who are ethnocentric because they stay in one place. So that's why I believe traveling is important and also, it ties into history as well. Absolutely,
1: yeah. It ties into religion. It ties into so many things, for sure. It's,
0: it's, like, ridiculous. Like, the other day when I went to Niagara-on-the-Lake, I was standing, like, when they had, I think it was the Battle of, like, Fort Niagara with the British versing, facing America, mm-hmm. like, in the, right before, like, during America's revolution, the American Revolution. So you're just seeing like different things. And also you look at like, I didn't even know that there was a lot of black soldiers and stuff like that who fought there. And also they had like the Indian act, I think, or the Indian council right there. And also like, because it's very rich and that area is really rich with like wineries and stuff. So you looked at the business aspect of Canada because a lot of people think because uh, America is more of a capitalist nation that they were only the ones who could do, like, the entrepreneurial things. But I disagree because, historically, Canada has its own business, too, and we still do it, although, although we did sell the Hudson Bay Company to America, which, to me, makes no sense. I don't know why they did that because it's <laughs> a piece of our history. But, like I said, yeah, traveling, you understand the history, and the textbook comes to life.
1: Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's not even that far away. You can only, you can travel three hours and you'll learn exactly. something.
0: So, that's what I'm saying, man. They don't get it yet.
1: A lot of people think that traveling, you have to take, you have to, you know, have a seven hour flight to go somewhere cool, but it's not true at all. Yeah. You can drive somewhere, yeah. and learn something. I guarantee it. You'll learn something. And traveling yeah. will really help you learn about yourself as well. You're, exactly. Overcoming challenges, or just like finding new opportunities when you're traveling, it really, it, it'll show you who you are. And it also just gives you a new perspective, like you were saying, it'll just, when you travel more, and you meet people from different cultures, it teaches you that the way you've been viewing the world isn't the way everyone else does. So it really, bring, mm-hmm. really brings that new kind of ideology to your mind, which is, Yeah.
0: And that's the coolest thing that you mentioned, like, the ideology things and the idioms and stuff like that. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, it, you said, like, Niagara Falls is literally, like, two to three hours away from, like, the GTA area, right? And, like, their lifestyles and how they view the world in that sense, in that area, is different than how we Torontonians think and how we operate and we live in the same province in the same country
1: yeah
0: three hour difference but there's different perspectives on life
1: yeah and that's one reason this is crazy like i it's not even to drive to quebec it's like what six hours or something for me anyways yeah six to seven yeah Yeah. seven hours and you drive there you have a whole new language in front of you you have a whole other part of history french is a whole other part of history um and it's just a, a whole new Thing than when you're in ontario and that's not even that far away so that's why i love going there because it's like it feels like you're in a different country but you're not and um yeah that's what i mean like really traveling you you don't have to go somewhere i mean i like going places that are super far out and you know that's awesome but you don't have to travel. you can travel in your own country and you'll learn something
0: trust and if you guys didn't know um Abby actually speaks um, two languages. She's bilingual, so if you want to say something in French, I don't know who's gonna understand it. Okay, but you can you can say a little thing that they might understand if you want hey, to.
1: Okay, I haven't. Okay, so actually, I'll just say this in French. Um, j'ai étudié le français pendant deux ans de ma vie, uh, et c'était une partie de ma vie. Um, c'était vraiment important partie de ma vie parce que ça uh, um, couvrait une nouveau partie de mon cerveau que je ne savais pas que j'avais et ça c'est une chose qui est vraiment bon yeah you can go like yeah you want. <laughs> yeah oh my goodness
0: <laughs> yeah that, yeah that sounds fancy that's fancy for them <laughs> they don't know it but I think actually a lot of people should understand um, what you said, because, like, I think most of the viewers are Canadian. Listeners are Canadian. And you have to learn a little bit of French. So even if you picked up a little bit, okay. you could just put it to um, Google Translate and you could translate. Even though I think they, they're they making this um, ear pierce thing. No, not, not ear pierced. Like these earbuds mm-hmm. where, like, you can speak to somebody from a d- different culture, different language than you. And then they can hear what you're saying in their own language, and then they can recite it back to you. Mm -hmm. That's cool, but I still believe you should learn
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, you have to learn. Like me personally, I took French to like grade twelve, and I haven't done it like regularly since I've been in university. But I still practice here and there because I believe like like if you were to put me in Quebec, I I'll be able to just survive. Like that's it. that's pretty much it. So many
1: people here don't know one, not even like five words in French. And I'm like, come on, it's the second language here. You know?
0: <laughs> yo, I feel bad for those French people because they, <laughs> oh my lord. But like, I feel th- like, because we speak Quebecois and then over there in France, they speak Parisian. I think like Quebecois sounds a little bit different, a little bit more like, harsh, in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and, like, the, Fran- the French in France, like, it's pretty much, you can understand each other, like, I would say. Yeah. It just, it sounds different. It's kind of like how Americans speak um, compared to uh, how Canadians speak. We both speak English, but we say things a little bit differently, I would say.
1: Like, if you're trying to um, compare people that speak French in France and then Québécois, I would yeah. kind of compare it to, like, a Scottish person versus someone who lives in England. Like, there's uh, different slang, and, and it's obviously sounds different, but it's the same language.
0: You still understand. Yeah. Wait, what's your background for the people to know?
1: Um, my dad is from Holland. Yeah. And his parents moved here um, right before he was born. And then my mom is from England. Her parents are adopted, so she doesn't quite know like the full
0: ancestry but yeah mm-hmm. so yeah I was from Europe pretty white yo I'm just Jamaican Canadian okay <laughs> that's just that's just me
1: that's true.
0: true tried and true. true like that's all I know that's pretty much all I know to be honest for right now actually time out because I'm a little bit of um I have a little bit of uh irish in me mm-hmm. and a sprinkle of english and a little bit of indian so that's why i have like my hair games on point I Got a little bit of that indian in me it's fire all right guys we have made it to the end of the show so this is the last segment of the show called wrap it up Deity, where i wrap up and sum up the show for you but because i have a guest abby's gonna help me so ab's We talked about history and why history is important. So do you want to sum that up in your own words, what we talked about briefly, if you remember?
1: So we talked about history and how it helps us understand our current um, situations, our current uh, country, helps us understand the future. Um, It gives us knowledge on different cultures, um, helps us to understand how people react, and um, to change from that. So if something happens in history, we know we learn from it. Um, mm-hmm. Helps put, you know, it changes our laws, it changes our theories, it gives us these great historians that we can look up to. And, yeah. That's history for you. And it's...
0: The- All, right. All right. And then we also talked about traveling. So, Abs, just let the people who have a short-term memory <laughs> read <laughs> oh my goodness I'm sorry guys but just re them on what we talked about in regards to traveling
1: that's okay I have a short-term memory so I'll give it to them it helps you learn about yourself um, traveling helps you create new relationships it shows you different languages um, it changes your perspective so um, when you stay in your own country for your whole life for example you only have the perspective of a Canadian for example Whereas if you travel around, you see different people's perspective, you see different ways of living. And um, yeah, it gives you a firsthand experience of what you read in school or what you learn about in the textbook.
0: All right. So we basically summed up the show for you. Abby did a phenomenal job. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we also, before we go back to school, we'll probably do another episode if you're free. Okay, bless, 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 bless. bless. <laughs> so, before we go, before I take, before we take off, I'm just gonna say to you guys: make sure you subscribe to this show. Make sure you subscribe to it on Anchor, whether it be on Spotify, because your boys on Spotify now. What are you guys doing, man? Just go to Spotify, subscribe there. Also subscribe on Google Podcasts and Apple iTunes. Also share this on your social medias. And, Abby, go ahead and plug yourself where they can find you.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm just going to say Instagram, at Abby Vogels, V-O-G-E-L-S, and that's it because everything else is kind of boring. <laughs> Instagram, follow me.
0: <laughs> Yo, IG is popping, yeah. though, right now, like, with the whole, like, IGTV thing and then they have, like, the ask questions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're t- they're not playing around. So like Twitter, step your game up. All these social apps, make sure because IG is coming for your head. Top, <laughs> okay guys, make sure you guys do those things. Follow my girl Abby, aka Abs, and make sure because also aren't you modeling for um your friend's clothing yeah. brand? Do you want to plug that nice. too?
1: GavinGrace.ca. You're a girl and you want modest clothing. You should go there.
0: Yeah, is Exactly. It's a good clothes. If you want to dress nice and modest and still look pretty. Okay. That's it. All right. It's been a pleasure for both me and Abby, I would say. All right, guys. So, you know how the outro goes. Ladies, don't be a toy, fellas. Don't be a soy boy. It's your boy, Darius D. And Abby's here as well. We're going to sign off. So, just chill to the next episode.